Especially for your patience, uh, I do know that content is something that I that I that I put out and I try to put out as much as possible. But as of lately, time, T I M E, been my enemy. But it is what it is at this point. I really appreciate those who understand uh, the level of time, and you got to balance it with family. You got to balance it. We all blessed with twenty four hours a day, and how do you utilize those hours is very important. But be, neither here nor there, we're going to dive deep into what Colin Cowherd had to say about the uh, Troy Aikman's Troy Aikman test texted. I can't even speak this morning. He texted. Uh, Dak Prescott uh, about hey I see a bright future basically and and I see multiple not just one or not just two I see multiple playoff wins for you and trust me guys I, I do know that a lot of people have their reservations but a lot of times when you look at a young quarterback you can see growth you can see uh, improvement. You can see where's uh, collectively. You can see where's this guy can be at this particular level if he do these type of things. If I can get with him during the off season and do these type of work on these situations and these type of moments. Uh, first and foremost, guys, we got to just continue to be focused, be level-headed, and be positive about everything. Uh, shout out to those that's in the chat box. Texas Kid, Katie Calls It. Go check out her uh, channel. Uh, Andrew Dez, appreciate your money-making mall with the fires. Andrew, appreciate you, man. Appreciate each and every last one of you all for being part of the mix. Let's get this thing going. Uh, you guys heard enough of me rambling. <laughs> Let's go, Cowboy Nation. Let's go. Let's listen to what he have to say. So we're going to stay on this stuff. Joy, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm glad we're both wearing blue today. It's bizarre. We've, we've been on a streak of wearing the same thing. We don't yeah. even... Yeah, it's odd. You know, it's, a, it's a psychological thing because yeah. we want the viewer uh, to think that we are aligned. But we just kind of get lucky. Yeah. And, we're, and we're blue, the color of the Cowboys, and I want to start this hour with this. This is weird because yesterday I was driving home after the show, and I was thinking about the Cowboys and just thinking about mm -hmm. topics in my head. Right. And I, and I have no idea why, but I was, I was thinking about Dak Prescott, and I thought, you know... He's got about 90% of the qualities of Troy Aikman. And, uh, and I'll get to that in a second. But Troy Aikman was talking about him yesterday on the ticket in Dallas. It's a radio station. And he said, uh, he texted uh, Dak and he said, first postseason win of many. I really believe that. He's going to be the Cowboy quarterback for a long time. He's going to win a lot of games in January going forward. I think it's certainly possible, especially if uh, Dak Prescott has what I think he has, which is self-awareness, which has always been the most underrated quality of professional athletes do you know who you are do you know your true talent level carmelo anthony's never had it uh the great ones have it you know like like i think dak has it jay cutler didn't have it i think dak has it jeff george didn't have it i think dak has it cam doesn't have it i think dak has it and so i think dak's gonna win a bunch of games because he has self-awareness and he realizes he's way better off with stars around him than making a few more dollars in Texas without stars around him. But I now, we all know that Troy Aikman's a legend in Dallas, right? right we all know is, that. We yes. all understand that. Troy Aikman's an all-timer. We all acknowledge. Before we go a little bit further into that, uh, a couple of episodes ago, he said, trust, 
trust your eyes, right? And, uh, and, and disregard stats. And now what I'm saying is do not fall into the pits of looking at stats. And now the last episode that, that I did with Colin Cowherd or what have you, he was talking about the stats parameter. He was talking about the box score that, um, his box, if you look at the box score opposed to a Russell Wilson compared to a Dak Prescott, it just seems that though that Dak Prescott is horrible, that he's not close. He's not in the same parameters or the same arena as a, as a Russell Wilson. And I was telling everybody, no, do not fall into the pits. Because if you look at it, everything, if you look, if you go back and look at that game, it was not just one great pass down the line. Well, it was not just one great run that elevated that game last, last week, basically. We can say that now. No, it was not that. The intangibles, the things that you just don't see. The bipolar uh, aspect of uh, Colin Cowherd is getting beyond uh reasonings right now i think somebody need to uh to go down there and um and i guess give that disorder out to him because this is the thing cowboy nation i must say this right here that prescott he was talking about on the beginning of the situation of this particular uh video here he was talking about the beginning that the great ones have it <laughs> colin cowherd i meant to say was talking about the great ones have it and uh and, and Carmelo don't and he was giving the comparisons and analysis you can't have them both ways and and the great ones have the what the win factor you just can't put it down on a sheet of paper you, you cannot understand it they figure out ways to win the main category of any game is that that you win <laughs> I used to be a uh I used to work at this particular company uh Toshiba. I used to work for Toshiba long time long long time ago. And the sales manager there, I it was a door-to-door sales job. And I used to say have all of these leads and I used to have everything lined up in order. And um at the end of the day, the sales manager, the, my boss would say, "Hey, what did you get?" And I say, "I used to have this in order, I have this line up, I have that lined up." And then he said, "Do you have ink on paper though?" <laughs> when I was young, I didn't know, I didn't understand what he was talking about, but I was like, Hey, you know, I got this in line. I got that in line. I'm about to close out on this deal. And he used to always drill me and say, Hey, do you have ink on paper? <laughs> Meaning that, do you have the W? I don't care about all of the nuances. I don't care about it. Did it rain today? I do not care whether or not you uh, ran and ran into this traffic block or ran into this person or ran into that person. Do you have ink on paper? Dak Prescott, over the last three years, I know that the main and the major goal would be this host of Lombardi Trophy. But do he have ink on paper? Do he have the W's? That would count. Everybody have reasonings, but results are what matter. I do not care if the weather is fine. I do not care if the weather is raining outside. Do you have ink on paper? That's all that matter, guys. Those who are out there working, those who are out there trying to struggle and pay their bills, they don't, they don't care about nothing else. These big companies don't care about you don't have the mu- enough money from your job to put food on your table the light company at the end of the day or at the end of the month going to say do you have the money to pay us it's all good is we understand the fact that you've been giving money to the homeless people that's good that's all good <laughs> but companies these days they'll turn lights off on the church it's business baby 
It's business. Acknowledge that. And we all mostly acknowledge, unless you're wearing a pom-pom here, you're waving pom-poms, that Dak has limitations. I would argue to you that they have way more in common than you think. Now, the reason Troy won Super Bowls and is in the Hall of Fame because he's got a world-class arm. And the reason I think <laughs> Dak's going to win games, will never be in the Hall of Fame, and probably doesn't win a Super Bowl, is he has a pretty average arm. But arm <laughs> is not everything. There's been a lot of guys in this league, Drew Brees is one, without a cannon, that have won a ton of games. Matt Ryan's won a ton of games. Aaron, but, but, but you don't have to have Aaron. By the way, you don't. Have, Drew Brees, without a great arm, has won as many Super Bowls and maybe more in about a month than Aaron Rodgers with a great arm. But Troy and Dak share a ton of qualities, and these are the qualities that I think made Troy Aikman. Troy Aikman was tough. He played with concussions. Dak is tough. Uh, both guys are not concerned about being popular in a locker room. True they that, will call that. out teammates. They will sign. They're business first guys. They don't care if they're popular well, let, in the locker. Let me let me stop it right here. Uh, let me just refresh a lot of people about Troy Aikman. His arm was good. It wasn't like the. It wasn't the John Elways. It wasn't the Jim Kellys. It was not the Dan Marino's arms. So let's just put that in the box. It wasn't even the Steve Wash arm. Okay, accuracy is what Troy Aikman had. Okay. Now, I do know that they showed the highlight clip of him throwing a 50-yard touchdown pass just to prove the narrative. But those who actually watched Troy Aikman, it, it, it was accurate. It wasn't the greatest arm of all time. Law, do you have facts on that? Yes, I can pull up stats and I can pull up uh, quarterback percentages and things like that. But this is what Troy Aikman benefited from, opposed to a Dak Prescott. Yeah, Jimmy Johnson. Okay, everybody going to say, okay, well, well, hold on, pump the brakes, law. Wait a minute, Troy Aikman won one Super Bowl without him. No, 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 no. The, the ingredients, the, the, the whole entire recipe that Jimmy Johnson built for that particular 90s team was still there. <laughs> we just had Barry Switzer at the point, whereas Troy Aikman, who is a leader of men, I cannot discount that, who actually elevated everybody. He said, Harry, hey, we got to win in spite of what the coaches is calling right now. We got to figure out a way to practice because you guys want to go out to drink and party. I want to win this doggone game. I don't care about what Jerry Jones is doing. I don't care because it's like Jerry Jones buying a yacht right now. Troy Eggman's like, I don't care about that. It's about putting that ink on paper. And now let's talk about this, too. Let's talk about this if you guys have the time. Um, <clears throat> Troy Eggman. Did I say Jimmy Johnson? Oh, oh. Did I mention that uh, the offensive line? Hmm. This, the, the offensive line during the, the era that Troy Aikman went on his run, they didn't have the ups and downs uh, like the Cowboys having right now, whereas uh, we have the center that's replaced. We have a left guard that's everybody scratching their head and said, okay, is he going to be able to be elevated? Can he grow a little bit more? Uh, can he figure out a way to get his strength with under him? Because they finna move Suofilo back into that left guard spot. They didn't have these big question marks. Of course, during the mid-latter part of Troy Aikman's career, I think Eric Williams, uh, he kind of got injured or hurt or what have you, but that was just the only thing there. Outside of that, Cowboy Nation, man, man, oh, man, oh, man. Um, Troy Aikman, did, did I mention, oh, 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 I forgot to mention Emmitt Smith. Hmm, okay. As much as we praise and love Ezekiel Elliott, 
Emmitt Smith didn't really have these type of issues off the field, and it was consistency with Emmitt. Consistency with Emmitt. Now, trust me, is uh, number 21. I mean, the, 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 the path of the righteous man. You guys know how I love Ezekiel Elliott. Is he a better running back than Emmitt? One can argue and say, yes, he is. But the, 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 the thing is with Emmitt, he was persistent. Oh, did I mention uh <laughs> did I mention number 88? Michael Irvin? <laughs> Alvin Harper? Come on now. Alvin Harper can take the top off the defense. And then on top of that, Michael Irvin was your inside outside guy who can put plant his foot and get upfield. And and one can argue the fact that Michael Irvin was the vocal leader of this particular team of the 90s. But I, I digress, man. I digress. People are living in the moment and um and, and this guy is just rooting, <laughs> rooting for us to fall in certain parameters. And, and, and I, and I got to say this just like that because it's the bipolar mindset of Colin. But let's go. Let's, let's listen to what, much more what he had to say. Locker room. They don't want to be despised by everybody, but they will take unpopular stands. Dak Prescott on the anthem. That didn't play well in Dallas's locker room. He's like, no, I put my heart on my flag at O'Neal. That did not play well on social media. That did not play. Hold on, and I'm sorry to stop you guys again for listening in to uh, Colin Cowherd on this topic. When, when, when Dak Prescott said, hey, I'm taking the unpopular uh, stance on taking the knee as it relates to a certain segment of community of people, especially the people that look like me, I had, I had got tons and tons of uh, people that send me mail about, hey, Dak Prescott is a sellout, he's a coon, and stuff like that. But guess what? Everybody in his locker room, they stood behind him. They didn't say, okay, there was a, a dividing moment in the locker room. Everybody stood behind him. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, if you go back and look at some of the interviews, everybody said, hey, we've, we focused on football. We're focused on football. Now, is it an unpopular uh, topic? Yes, but the Cowboys, everybody said they was focusing on football. It wasn't Dak Prescott's decision alone. I just had to clear that up. And if you guys don't believe what I'm saying, hit up Mike Fisher on 105.3, the fan play well on Twitter that did not play well in the locker room and Dak didn't give a rip and Troy Aikman you go watch those old NFL films he will call out teammates and I mean he will ride them he will get in their kitchen he doesn't care mm -hmm. winners aren't trying to be popular losers are obsessed by it uh they're all neither great statistically Troy wasn't great statistically Troy doesn't measure up to Montana Marino and Elway but both Dak and Aikman I would argue were a calming influence late in games. Troy Aikman was in a locker room with a lot of big personalities. Troy was the grown-up. Dak Prescott's been in a locker room with a lot of personalities, including his owner. Dak's the grown-up. Both can take a hit. Both are, I think, situationally great late in games. Troy was great in the fourth quarter. Troy had a lot of picks. Troy <laughs> threw a lot of picks. Troy didn't throw a lot of picks in playoff games, fourth quarter driving for the win. Sure. Dak makes mistakes. Dak's, Dak skips a lot of balls. Dak misses a lot of open receivers. He doesn't miss a lot of open receivers in the fourth quarter, four minutes to go, got to beat Seattle with a drive. So now, again, there's a reason Troy's a Hall of Famer and has three Super Bowls. Troy had the golden arm, and Dak does not. <laughs> but they share, a, and I was thinking about this yesterday, driving around. It's, it's remarkable how many qualities I like about both. They are grown-ups. They're, they're never trying to be popular in the room. The first sign of a loser 
is somebody that walks into a party and wants everybody to like him. Troy never cared. Troy wanted to win games. Troy wanted to win games. And Dak Prescott, when he did that anthem thing, that did not play well with teammates. That did not play well on social media. Grown-ups don't care about that crap. Grown-ups don't sit and worry about Twitter. They got bigger things to do. They go out and they want to win games. And so Dak and Troy have a lot more in common. They're more similar than dissimilar. The difference, obviously, is Aikman's got an all-time top 10 arm. Uh, let me move to this. <laughs> oh, buddy, this is crazy. This is beyond crazy. Uh, good morning to everybody. Appreciate you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for being part of the nation. Uh, this is not me trying to elevate Dak Prescott. Can you throw the deep post? Yes. Can he throw the deep nine route? Yes. Can he throw the seven hitch and go? Yes. He can throw those routes, the button hook, the deep dig, and all that. Um, the whip route, he can throw it on the uh, – hit the receiver on the numbers. My thing is, it's different between willing to do it and not – willing to do it it's just the two different parts of it now when we see Dak Prescott rolling to his left we have our uh, reservations a little bit but did you guys saw that bomb a pretty ball that was thrown to uh, Cole Beasley against the Giants game so it's different the willing to know how and the willing to not to do it you know there's two different topics there you can at times you everybody know how that thing goes uh it is what it is at this point i know a lot of people say hey why you say it is what it is but what i'm saying is when i say that is that collectively people already have their perceived notion of what a person may be or may become but it's it's, it's crazy in a sense uh but i always say this too those Convinced against their will is of the same opinion still. Uh, if we've seen it once, you can see it again. And if you can, look, this is how it goes. If I can bench press 250, right, put 250 on the bar, I bench press it. That doesn't mean that I can't do it if I, don't, if I choose not to do it the following weeks. That's just all I'm saying with that. That's my rationale of things. Uh, let me just give a quick shout out to those that's in the chat box. Really appreciate you. Always late. Pre appreciate you. Appreciate you. Godfather, appreciate you. You need a team. Hulk Bane, he says, uh, why? All right. And uh, Donald Lewis, appreciate you for tuning in to the nation, man. Really appreciate it. Don't forget to put down where you guys are from. I'll always love to see that and hear that and, uh, and be uh, a part of you guys day of knowing where you guys are at hope appreciate you for tuning in cowherd is hypocritical is a hypocrite period he says one thing and then flops on the other uh yes and this is not me just completely just saying that whatever he's saying is just completely trash this that's not my uh angle at this what i'm trying to do is let people know that comes back to me with this information that there's different sides of every argument. There's different sides of, of, of points of views. Now, this is the thing. Colin, when he's wrong, at least out of everybody else, out of anybody else that does these type of shows or what have you, at least, at least he would say, hey, I admit that I'm wrong. Now, he's holding on to this topic a long, long, long time. This fight between Baker Mayfield and him, he's holding on to that. He, he refuses to say, hey, he's wrong. And, and also the other topic between him and Dak Prescott, he's holding on to it. I guarantee you the next time that during the offseason, normally this is what happened. Uh, the, the, the quarterbacks do their little round and go to these different uh, shows and platforms. I guarantee you he's going to say, hey, I was wrong about this <laughs> and I was right about that. You know, so it is what it is. Shout out to Orlando. Appreciate you. 
Appreciate you. Jared, thank you for tuning in to the nation. Number one fan from New York. All right. <laughs> Tittyvilles. I, I didn't know there's a Tittyville, uh, Florida. Shout out to you, military third. <laughs> Appreciate you, man. Uh, Clorox Bleach. Been following this page for a long time. Appreciate you for tuning in to the nation. Let's go, Cowboy Nation. All we got to do is focus and stay stay grounded, right? I hear that uh, Jerry Jones buying a yacht. That's Jerry Jones doing Jerry Jones type of things, right? <laughs> when you're a billionaire with a B, you do things like that. I can only imagine if I was a multi-millionaire, people be like, man, Law just bought a Maserati, man. Y'all see that on YouTube? <laughs> that joker just brought a, he bought a Maserati, boy. And he went and put some, uh, some, some light wheels on there. When he drive, the wheels glow and stuff like that. <laughs> That's what people do when they got money. But I'm not even worried about that. All we got to do is just continue to do the things that we need to do. And that's winning games, taking time of possession, um, and no turnovers. Try to eliminate turnovers when we get the ball, okay? That's what we need to do. Uh, District High Heights, uh, Maryland. Appreciate you, Hasman. Yes. Let me see if I got enough time to squeeze in Jason Whitlock. <laughs> Jason Whitlock and company. You guys know who he is, right? I got to do this. I got to do this, right? <laughs> All right. So even though, you know, these shows right here, I, I do know that they full and filled with negativity. Uh, my, my thing is to shine light on these things as much as possible. Let's go, Cowboy Nation. Let's see if we can just see what they're talking about now. <clears throat> Justify being a franchise quarterback. Did he change your opinion of Dak Prescott with his performance yesterday. Marcel, I'm going to let you fire first before I All right. Before I fire. Then, Who then shot fire. you? Come on, Dak. Let's give you that. Um, <laughs> my opinions of Dak are the same, but my complaints have changed. My criticism will right. change. It has That's to. Cool. New results in. Um, Dak is not for me. As a franchise quarterback, he's not for me. In this inflated NFL protecting the quarterback and receivers, I expect more out of Dak. I expect 300-yard game here or there, brother. I expect four <laughs> touchdowns once in your career. Right. What? I haven't seen either. So I'm going to let that go. My opinion has been solidified, and he backs it up. But my complaint of he's not a franchise quarterback, I have to change that and alter it because he's best for this situation. With an owner like Jerry Jones, uh, with the personalities on this roster, Dak Prescott is less of a great quarterback than I desire, but he's also less of a failure at the quarterback position in terms of miscues than – most quarterbacks, he just basically is so stable. He's so, so smart in the pocket in terms of which moments to take the risk, which moments to stay reserved. And he manages the game and manages the personalities to a point where I have to start giving that proper credit as an evaluator. So my opinion of Dak, not for me, but it's like your boy and he keeps talk, bringing his girl around. Oh, don't go that analogy, fam. I, I need for you to get. Although I think he went to Columbia, I think that he probably bought his degrees. Uh, this is the thing, <laughs> because you can't use that analogy. You can't say, well, like I said earlier when I talked earlier, do we have ink on paper, meaning W's? It's like you having a, uh, I guess, an investment account, and you're looking at that investment account, and you're looking every day, every day, giving you positive returns. And every now and then it may, it may go under, every now and then. 
But in the last three years, you're seeing a positive growth in your revenue, uh, I guess, in your in your hard uh, remunerations. You're seeing all of this stuff calculating and it's increasing every year It's increasing. And then you may have one dip, like one slight dip. And then you're saying to yourself, hmm. Although this account making me money, I'd rather go over here where the Matt Stafford account is because although it have higher peaks, it has a lot of lows, but I would rather deal with the higher peaks than the lows. That's what we call a volatile, uh, that's what we call a volatile investment. You do not want anything to be on the volatile side because you just don't know. You can't plan your future. You can't build your house on an uh, edge. You can't build your house on sand. You cannot build your house out of straws. You cannot build your house out of out of just wood. You want to have some bricks in there, right? <laughs> so what, what this guy is doing, basically, he's saying, I refuse to be uh, with a quarterback that I know for sure that can manage the game, who can eliminate the turnovers, but win games. But if not in the fashion that I want it to be, then I do not want to touch this investment because uh, from my understanding, uh, didn't he throw over 300 yards against the Giants? And was that over four touchdowns? Well, well I guess right at four touchdowns. Uh, didn't he throw over, I guess, 300 yards against the Eagles? So those are two different teams, and he was able to put up plus two touchdowns. To me personally, for a good quarterback, as long as you can throw, I guess, more than one touchdown. <clears throat> Where did I miss something? Let me know, guys. Help me out. Help a brother out. <laughs> but those convinced against their will is of the same opinion still. Let's go. You know that that ain't going to work out. But you get tired of just telling them. So you know what you do? You just say, let's just enjoy this meal. Because I, I already told you what I feel about you. Uh, do you, dog? That's right. a great segue for my point. Because what I tell people all the time is, you never know what makes another man happy. Mm. And so you... Or another woman, what makes her happy. And so you might look over and be like, man, I don't like that. Mm -hmm. But that's what they like. And Jerry Jones likes Dak Prescott because Jerry Jones has a vision. I'm going to build a complete team on both sides of the football, and I'm going to have an affordable Mm -hmm. franchise quarterback. Bingo. And so my opinion hasn't changed. Dak Prescott is the perfect quarterback for Jerry Jones' vision of the Cowboys, and we saw proof of it this weekend. Yeah, no, go, go ahead. No, no, I, I just think that Dak Prescott is a average quarterback. Before Dak Prescott's cousin began to talk. Uh, you know what? Believe it or not, I respect Jason Whitlock's opinion on that whole matter. I do, I do. Uh, my guy, uh, Tri-West Cowboys, uh, you know, D.C. Uh, scouting, go check him out on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, he used this wonderful analogy. Just because you don't like my wife cooking don't mean that I need to divorce her because that's my wife, you know. So at the end of the day, I'm going to be with her. You you might not like her cooking, but I do. <laughs> so that's the same philosophy. I respect that. I respect Jason Whitlock on that level. <laughs> but not everything he say, but some of the things he says, okay? So that's cool. At least he says, okay, Dak Prescott is good for Jerry Jones. <laughs> I like that. I like that. No matter how you look at it. So you say he can have a 300-yard game here and there. That's great. But he can also have a 185-yard game here and there. So you can never really be too mad at him, right? He can go out and say, oh, he had a great game. We had a terrible game. And he's always going to sit in the middle no matter what. But I'll tell you one thing that that he does for this team and how he always carries himself, how his attitude is. He's the most 
confident average quarterback that I think we've ever seen. <laughs> All right, compliment. You know, he is. Compliment. No, I mean, see, he, he's not a, wrong. He, no, man, man I'm wrong. just I'm being he's honest. Sure he's the most average quarterback that we've ever seen. Like, he always carries himself like he's, everything's going to be okay. No matter if he plays well or if he plays sloppy, he carries himself like everything's going to be okay. And that's why if I, if I was his teammate, I could play with him. Mm. I'm okay with that because, you know what, he ain't, he's not going away from – contact. He's not ducking down, shying away from a sack. He'll go out and jump over somebody if he needs to. Or he'll stink it up and run back to the huddle like nothing ever happened. Right? So, if you have somebody like this in the way... But that's not the uh, <laughs> that's not the ingredients of an average quarterback. The average quarterback would not do those things. Run and get the first down. Uh, being able to put up 300 yards against the Giants and put up 300 yards against the Eagles and still ultimately uh, not take not do multiple turnovers and things like that and to will their team into uh, it's the intangibles I'm telling you guys I can't preach this enough it's the intangible the things you just don't see an average quarterback cannot command a huddle an average quarterback do not say okay hey Amari Cooper I'm going to hit you on this uh, on this fly route right here an average quarterback don't have those type of stones to look the opposition in the eye and say okay I'm going to be mode through this thing i'm gonna get the first down the average quarterback is not able to will himself through kj Wright and also bobby wagner to get the first down an average quarterback don't do those type of things i'm just sorry i i know it kind of sound like homer i'm the homer and all this stuff but the reality of the thing is an average quarterback do not win you 10 games or get you to 10 games even if you have ezekiel elliott hey law do you have any proof on that yes <laughs> yes uh, there's multiple teams out there with good running backs that do not make it to the playoffs. There's multiple teams out there with good coaching staff. Uh, I guess at this point you can argue the fact that, okay, Aaron Rodgers, one of the greatest quarterbacks you've ever seen with your eyes, right? But the intangibles, the, the intangible, there's people that's in the locker room of Aaron Rodgers that, that's upset with him because of his stance, because of his statements and things like that. Oh, Matthew Stafford. Oh, don't, man, don't get onto the level of me talking about him. <laughs> Matt Ryan, man, the kid, his whole entire career. Name me uh, a, a roster that you would rather have versus a a, a, a Matthew Ryan, a, a Matty Ice, a Julio Jones. And he had a Tony Gonzalez. He had nice running backs, man, all his entire career. But how many, I mean, how many Super Bowls did the uh, Matt Ryan's wands of the world? It is what it is at this point. Uh, this is from Martin Nebia. I think that's how you say your last name. I apologize if I bought you to murder your name. Law, you are a homer. My thing is right here, I criticize Dak and I uplift Dak. I, I tell people how it is. I get tons of flack when I say that. When I say, okay, he need to work on a deep post. He need to be able to not fumble the ball. He need to go through his progressions and pass better rolling out to his left. And I think the coaching staff need to help him out better rolling out to his right and passing the ball. But yet I'm a homer. But a facts is facts. When facts becomes, uh, I guess when opinions become facts, now I'm the homer. All right, so I will, I, I will challenge you on this right here. Name me five other quarterbacks that you would take right now in the, in the course of these three years that perform better than Dak on the, uh, I guess, on the win-loss categories. I'll wait. <laughs> I would flat-foot wait. If you can name me five quarterbacks in these last three years that won more games than Dak Prescott, I will wait. 
is this is all about winning or this is all about losing. Because at the same time, I guarantee you, Matthew Stafford's of the world will say, hey, hey, <laughs> I wish that I had the chance and opportunity to win games. Even the Matt Ryans of the world, even though they went to the play, playoff and beyond, went to the Super Bowl. When opinions becomes facts, it rules out all of the people that have less understanding of the game. That's just all I'm saying. And the truth remains the same. This team is built, right? They're running the ball. They got a great defense. So if you got a, a quarterback that fits into the mold, and just always being confident, you never worried about him too much, you can live with that. So I, I, if, I'm, if I'm his teammate, I can play with him, but no matter what, he's still average. See, my, my, my opinion of Dak hasn't changed, but I held Dak in pretty high regards already. Like, I didn't think he was elite, but I think he's right on that second tier trying to pull his way in. Like a B, B minus? What, I mean, what you... Yeah, I mean, you know, if your, top, if your top guys have Super Bowls, you know, you second tier guys are your, you know, your $30 million guys like your Kirk Cousins, uh, your Matt Ryans. I think he's kind of, even Russell Wilson's kind of in, well, I, I probably would give Russell on the top tier pulling himself in, but I, I just see Dak differently. I don't know if it's because I've competed against him, but I, I just think that kid has something, man. Like he has an it. And yes, it's not going to always be saying. pretty. You That's know, the passes might he not got always the be on the money. The interception he threw. Mm. The receiver should have made a, that catch. But that's elementary ball, Dak. You throw that ball to where he can stick that seven route and run right under it and catch it right here in his hands. You don't put it back here. That's a play an NFL quarterback should make 100 out of 100 times. And so those are the frustrating plays you see from Dak. But, man, like you said, there's something about this kid when he talks, man. Give me a comparable. Can he win it all? Can he be? Yes, he can. On this team, yes, he can. Not this team this year. (laughs) Right. But moving forward, them having him at a bargain. Who, who is the comparable? It's Alex is it Smith. It's Alex is, Smith before no. before you pay Alex, Alex Smith, Smith us this twenty five million hasn't won a Super City Bowl with seventeen million. You're right, but he was a bargain deal at seventeen million. He won a lot of games. He protected the football and he gave Kansas when he was in Kansas. Yep. He gave Kansas City a chance. Not Alex Smith last year who tossed it all over the yard because he seen Young Mahomes on his heels and he knew he had to play a little different. I'm talking about the Alex Smith who's. Who, who, who was on those San Francisco teams? Well, that was a Alex Smith who had uh, offensive coordinator every year, every other year, so he never got to figure out and have consistency at the position. Dak Prescott, to me, his greatest attribute is that he plays within his skin. Now, that means there are limitations, and we know that Dak, he's doing an amazing job of computing what his limits are and trying his best not to exceed them. He's played 48 games right now, Uh, by game logs. And like I said, in terms of next-level NFL games, 300-plus yards, we see five. So this is a guy who's like, I'm not – I'm a zig when they zag. Everybody else is going out there trying to throw 400 yards, five touchdowns, and also increasing the risk factor. This is a guy who's like, I'm going to rely on other elements. Look, guys, uh, this is as crazy as as possible. And and I got to drill this home to those who always inbox me, hey, why Dak can't throw 300 yards? Why Dak can't run? Why, why, why he can't throw 300 yards? The answer to that puzzle or to the riddle is this is a run first team. This is not a a a okay. We're gonna just run. We're gonna just shoot it, shoot it out. This is a shootout team. And I do know that a lot of people are going to say, "Hey, 
Law, wait a minute. What are you talking about? The NFL is designed for you to pass the ball. You got Ezekiel Elliott right there. <laughs> Why would you want to pass all day when you got the path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the iniquities of the selfish? Now, that's the craziest thing. You got Ezekiel Elliott right there. Why would you want to say, okay, I I I want Dak Prescott to pass for three to four hundred yards a game? That's the that, that's the measure of a good quarterback. Not 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 do he eliminate the turnovers. Not do he get the first down with his legs. But we don't care about the win as long as the loss look pretty. As long as the <laughs> that's crazy though. We don't care about the win, but long as the loss look pretty. Long as it's three hundred and fifty yards, I can go home. I can go to my uh, fantasy football league and say, hey, although my team didn't win, but God dog it. I tell you this right here. My quarterback threw for 387 yards, three touchdowns, uh, one interception, and I won my fantasy league. That's what it is. I believe deep down in my heart that the fantasy football, and that's why I don't play it, the fantasy football has tarnished and damaged the, the, the real true identity of what football is. I'm old school. I would rather have a – look, I'd rather have my quarterback passing for 200 yards or 195 yards and then have my running back with 180 or 150 or 116 yards every day, all day, even twice on Sunday. Time of possession. We win. We punch them in the mouth. We host the Lombardi Trophy, and everybody wondering why. Everybody wondering why. Oh, my goodness. Why the Texans are still at the house right now. You see? <laughs> why are these high-powered offenses? I'm not calling the Texans the high-powered offense. But why all of a sudden the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are at the house right now? Hmm. Why all of a sudden these teams that were putting up all that money during the first part of the year? And I said, wait till it get cold. Wait till that defense have to play out there when it get cold outside. Wait till we get to the latter part when some of those guys, when we pick up the actual offense and see what they're trying to do and they eliminate that. They got a result to being a balanced team opposed to just launching the ball down the field. Wait till those parameters happen. <laughs> yes, I can't wait for this thing to all go to the – you guys know what I'm talking about. You guys know what I'm talking about. Let's go. I got the best running back in my mind yeah. in the league. Yeah. I got one of the best defenses out there. Just play within it. And this is almost Mark Sanchez's first two years. No. Inflated. No. Inflated. No. Inflated. You're talking about me being disrespectful. Extremely disrespectful. Go back to Mark Sanchez's first two years for y'all. I think if we pull up those Mark Sanchez stats for the first two years, y'all would be like, oh hell. Y'all may be too young to remember Danny White. Uh came in after Roger Stallback. And and that's who he reminds me of. But Danny White was never quite enough to get that Super Bowl. And so, now look, I agree with Jerry's vision. I'm not sure if Dak is ever going to max out the way Jerry thinks. I I think Jerry honestly believes, like, man, go study Tom Brady's first three or four years in New England and see if it wasn't all the pieces around him and great coaching and and then – when Tom Brady got to 25, 26, 27 years old, did he take off and become great? I think Jerry thinks that's a possibility with that. I don't. Mm. But all these things y'all talking about, again, Sean, some things we're taking as criticism, I think is actually you're saying Dak is very mature. He doesn't get too high. He doesn't right. get too low. He is, and that's that's true the quality that, that. about him. That's what I what – I, if I'm a teammate of Dak's, I like it. You know, Ezekiel Elliott came out, and he's a grown-ass man. Well, he is. He'll sacrifice his body. 
He'll do what's necessary for the team to win. That doesn't take anything away from him being average. I, I, mean, I play with average. You know, I take Ryan Fitzpatrick, right, when I played <laughs> Buffalo. Ryan, Ryan Fitzpatrick has, has his times where he can go and light you up. Right? He'll have a great five or six game, and he'll disappear. Nowhere. He's an average quarterback, but he's still playing for team. You know, he, he's still stepping to you. James wants to go down. He can still win some games for you. That's Dak Prescott. He can still win some games for you. See, that's why, look, uh, Mark Sanchez may be too low. Ryan Fitzpatrick, for me, too high. There are moments when Ryan Fitzpatrick <laughs> blows what? your mind. Ah, man, I can't make this stuff up. Now, I guess I'm a homer. I guess there's uh, – I guarantee you this right here, okay? <clears throat> Ryan Fitzpatrick. The, remember, everybody's like, oh, Ryan's, Ryan got to hold the magic, you know, whatever the nickname they gave him at the first part of the year. And I said, okay, that's cool. That's cool. Just, just wait, just wait. It will turn its its head around. Uh, oh, the other guy that I wanted to mention was Kirk Cousins. When I was trying to think about everybody who was talking about oh quarterback this quarterback that Kirk Cousins. <laughs> hey, he what got one only four wins in prime time out of twenty four. <laughs> but but Dak is average though, and Kirk Cousins is beyond average. Oh, okay, I sit and wait. <laughs> but but bring up facts, guys. Bring up facts. Kirk Cousins is the is the best example I can give anyone. <laughs> he can, he got a better arm than Dak Prescott. He can throw better balls than Dak Prescott per, per se. And I guess he's he's more likable in a sense. I guess in certain parameters because of certain things or what have you. But he don't have the hardware. I'm talking about the W, not the hardware for our Super Bowl wins. But you understand what I'm talking about. And then they talk about Ryan Fitzpatrick. Come on now. He can't even beat out Jameis Winston. And to my understanding that Dak Prescott is 2-0 against Jameis Winston, whatever you call his name. It is what it is at this point. Ooh. Fine. What? There are games when you see Ryan Fitzpatrick and you're like, whoa, did he just put up those numbers? He's, he was on pace this year. He had NFL records his yeah, first three did. games this year. He did. What, but what happened? What have we ever <laughs> seen from Dak Prescott in a position? Would you rather have Ryan Fitzpatrick or would you rather have Dak Prescott at this time? Let's just say it. If Ryan Fitzpatrick was on this particular Cowboys team, Cowboys Nation, and those who watch him from afar, would we still be in the playoff right now? <laughs> will we will a team from three and five? You see, will, will Ryan Fitzpatrick will a team from three and five? Even if you throw in the fact that he has DQ Elliott. Come on now. Let's, let's bring in facts, you know. Not, let's not just talk about these opinions out here. Let's bring in facts. Come on now. Just show me flashes. What yeah. are the flashes of brilliance and greatness from Dak? I mean, let's, they're, let's, they're subtle. <laughs> let's just cut Dak a little bit of a break. Because Thank you. He's not going to be the best offensive player on that team. Yes. He's just not. Right. And that's, right. And that's okay been with that. him. That's okay with that organization. we got to understand that Bell Cow is 21. Mm, it's going to run through him and that offensive line. And he's had Amari Cooper for 10 games. Later We've seen show. him throw the ball, and we're like, wow, Amari Cooper's awesome. We're going to yeah, speak for yourself. So, with that being said, likes Dak Prescott. With that being said, <laughs> with that being said, boy, I tell you, man, people are uh, are crazy these days to think anything else uh, about this young quarterback. But <clears throat> all we got to do is stay focused and continue to do the things that we are doing. Uh, don't worry about the quarterback. Remember all off season. This is what I said, and this is what I'm going to say to the high heavens. I'm gonna keep saying it and keep saying it. Photoshop you a bus. Get you a bus. Photoshop Dak Prescott driving the bus. 
okay? The armor of this bus is the Dallas Cowboys defense. They defend everything. And you guys remember this, the wheels on the bus, the offensive line, they move everything. They move everything. Maybe the coaching staff can be the transmission, but the engine, the main part of the bus, the thing that allowed this thing to move is number 21. We got three freaking games, three more games. Think about that. Somebody, I told, I told somebody uh, during the offseason, you can make thousands and thousands of dollars. If you have the ability to Photoshop Dak Prescott driving the bus and have the defensive guys as to being the bus or the armor or the metal or what have you and have the offensive line being the wheels and the transmission being the actual coaching staff or whatever, Jerry Jones, Jerry, uh, uh, my guy, um, Will McClay, and have Ezekiel, my main man, Elliot, as the engine. And then you can throw in the turbo boosts of the world as Tavon Austin. He can be like the turbo boost. <laughs> he did nitrogen oxide, whatever the nitrogen uh, for, for the uh, nitrogen oxide, whatever they use to, uh, to speed up that bus. That's Tavon Austin. But <clears throat> opportunity <laughs> been missed, right? Like they say, it's better to be prepared for an opportunity and not have one than to have an opportunity and not be prepared at all. So I'm telling you guys, Cowboys Nation, all we got to do is continue to be focused and level-headed and keep our mind going to the right thing. Time of possession, winning the football game that way, uh, eliminate the turnovers, and play a sound mind football game, and we can win many of these things. We only got three more games. Remember when we were three and five? We did it then. Nothing changed from here. There's nothing just so horrible that we can't do it now. Cowboy Nation, one way or another, let's get this thing going as we head on out. Remember, you guys are listening to nothing but the bass. Salute. I'm out. Peace. Let's go, Cowboy Nation. Hope you got your coffee. Appreciate everybody for tuning in to the nation. Don't forget to get your mind together. Let's get this thing going one way or another. Cowboy Nation. This is what I want to see this weekend. Might as well grab your pen. When you're up against your struggles, meet it squarely face to face. Lift your chin, set your shoulders, plant your feet and take a brace. When it's vain to try to dodge it, do the best that you can do. You may fall, you may conquer, see it through. Black may be the clouds about you and your future may seem grim, but don't let your nerve desert you. Keep yourself and fighting trim even hope may seem but futile then with trouble may be beset remember you're facing what other legends have met 
like the Detroit, really, really what I'm talking about, the Troy Aikmans of the world, the Roger Starbacks of the world, the Michael Irvins of the world, the Emma Smiths of the world, the Jay Novacek's. You're facing what other legends have met. Don't fold up like lawn chairs, Cowboy Nation. Keep your head high. Eyes to the finish. See it through. And remember, you all are listening to absolutely nothing but the best. Quest for six rings. Let's throw up the Cowboys Nation all day. Let's throw up the X. Let's X out all of these pains. Let's X out all of the miseries of all of the haters and the naysayers out there. Let's continue to get things going in the right direction one way or another. That's been all the time I have for right now. Let's get crunk, baby. Salute.